longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Grace is what picks me up and lifts my wings high above and I fly. Grace always conquers. Be graceful in everything, in anger, in sadness, in joy, in kindness, in unkindness. Retain grace with you. And that awesome quote is from C. Joybo C. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Joven Hundle, and today's theme is The Gift of Grace. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, which is a top nonprofit honored by both GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please make sure to visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you too can be a part of our mission to increase literacy as well as positive message media. And in addition, Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at our website, which is again, www.bethestarur.org. And you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. And so we have a special treat for our first segment today. Um, We're introducing our brand new star reporter, Siri Panindra. Siri is 15 years old and is currently a junior in Dublin, California. She's a professionally trained Bharatanatyam dancer, which is an Indian classical dance. She fell in love with this form of dance at the age of five, and since then, her journey of life has revolved around dancing. She has performed Bharatanatyam on TV and many other public venues. And in addition to her passion for dancing, Siri enjoys playing musical instruments, including guitar, piano, and clarinet. She is also a student in the Engineering and Design Academy at her high school. During her freshman year, she was also placed in the top three in the Alameda County Science and Engineering Fair, where she had created an artificial intelligence facial recognition security app. And to give back to the community, Siri founded UNI Give, an organization that provides services and raises funds for terminally ill and special needs children. In her current project, Siri is in the process of raising funds for the terminally ill children in George Mark Children's House in order to provide financial support to cover patients' costs of hydrotherapy sessions, bereavement for families, and medical devices. She also wants to later pursue her dream of being an entrepreneur. She's also the founder and CEO of a stealth startup business. She is also in the process of starting an e-commerce company that enables people to express their love to their loved ones in a tangible, personalized, and comical way. So as we can see from that vibe, she's definitely a very, very busy woman, and we're excited to be introducing her onto Express Herself. Hi, Siri. Hi, Joven. How are you? 
I'm awesome. Thanks for coming on. And so I wanted to just kind of dive right into it. Uh, tell us a little about your Bharatanatyam dance experience. So I'm a professionally trained Bharatanatyam dancer in Indian classical dance. And I fell in love with this form of dance at around the age of five. And since then, my journey of life revolves around dancing. I learned different styles from eminent gurus and teachers and gave hundreds of stage performances in the Bay Area, including on NBC TV. I'm in the process of preparing for my Arangetram, which is a solo performance for three to four hours, where I can showcase my years of hard work and practice in mastering these techniques all in one event. When I perform on stage, each moment I tell a mythological story to entertain and enlighten the audience. I get into this whole new dimension of joy and grace, which distresses and calms me down. I cannot describe this feeling in words. It transforms me into a whole new balanced human being that I am today. Wow, that's awesome. I love how, you know, how you're saying that it really just transforms yourself and keeps the audience so transfixed. Um, I'm, so I come from Punjab, and so our most famous type of dance is called Bhangra. And so I don't personally do Bhangra, but I've definitely sat in the audiences and seen a local university group do it, seen at weddings and doing Bhangra. And it's another sort of dance that really transfixes the audience and keeps them spellbound. And I'm sure the dancers up there are feeling exactly what you feel when you do Bharatanatyam. Yes, definitely. And so I wanted to ask you then, so give us a little information on the ancient history of this dance. Where exactly does it come from? So Bharatanatyam is one of the eight Indian classical dances and is considered to be the oldest of all, being over 2,000 years old. And if you visit the ancient Hindu temples in southern India, you will notice the sculptures depicting Bharatanatyam poses and they're absolutely beautiful. In Indian mythology, it is said that Shiva, the destroyer of all mankind, and the god of dance created Bharatanatyam. So Shiva is also known as Nataraja by Hindu devotees. Nata meaning dance and Raja meaning lord. So Shiva is basically the dancing lord. And in the ancient times, Bharatanatyam was a form of storytelling to spread the different mythological legends. And I still believe Bharatanatyam dancers are storytellers. For sure. Um, and so what are the main components of the Bharatanatyam dance? So facial expressions, footwork, hand gestures, they're all precisely incorporated in the dance of Bharatanatyam in order to tell the story to the audience. And apart from facial expressions and footwork, a fundamental part of Bharatanatyam is the system of hand gestures, and they're called mudras. They are single-handed, also known as asamyutta hastas, or double-handed gestures, known as samyutta hastas. There are about 52 different mudras that pertain to Bharatanatyam, which symbolize objects, animals, and nine kind of emotions called Navarasa. And the emotions include sorrow, laughter, fear, anger, to name a few. With my hand gestures, I can depict anything from a lion to the feeling of superiority to a lotus or even an elephant. Wow, that's awesome. It kind of reminds me of, you know, like acapella. So without any instruments, these artists can still create this beautiful music. So similarly, without, with just your hand gestures, you can create this beautiful story through your dance. Um, and so I wanted to ask, and so you talked a little bit before about, you know, what doing Bharatanatyam kind of makes you feel inside. But what are some of the other things that you like most about it? So I love wearing the Bharatanatyam costumes, and they're made up of fine silk, and the golden jewelry always complements my colorful dress. 
And my hair is thoroughly decorated with flowers and gold and jewel ornaments. Bharatnatyam dancers also wear a pair of bells on their feet. They're called gungrus and they're used to stress the rhythmic notes. And I also enjoy dancing to the live music that is created by a vocalist and the sounds of instruments, including the veena, which is similar to a violin, flutes and drums. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so what are some of the benefits of Bharatanatyam? So I very much believe that Bharatanatyam is a form of yoga that creates a deep connection between the mind, body and emotions. And it enhances balance and flexibility through beautiful hand gestures and eye movements. This kind of demanding environment brings a discipline, perseverance, creativity, and determination in me. And my heart and soul goes in perfecting each step and expressing it with gracefulness and elegance. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm saying a lot of these stuff are awesome because it really is awesome to hear about <laughs> this you. whole ancient tradition, the whole process behind it. And so you've done a little bit, you said that you've performed on NBC and you've done all these different performances in the Bay Area. So talk to us about what goes into a performance. So do you have to set up this whole choreo choreographed routine, uh, music? How does that performance come about? So I have a lot of rehearsals every week. I have about three to four. And I actually take a solo class with my uh, current guru. And my current guru is Mina Logan. And she teaches in Dublin and also in Sunnyvale. So if, you know, if anyone's interested in Bharatanatyam, she gives really great lessons. And yes, it requires a lot of practice and determination and dedication. And I have also went to many competitions recently. And I won third place. Yay. Um, and so, do you have any plans to con to continue this in the future? Do you want to bring it to a wider audience, uh, get more people involved in it? What are your plans for the future in this for this dance? So recently, Bharatanatyam has been unfortunately fading away, and the popular Bollywood and all these other famous types of dances they've been taking over. And I want to bring back the tradition and the culture of India, and I want to express um, my feelings through Bharatanatyam because. It expresses a lot of stories, and I want the culture to not fade away, but to rather stay. For sure. You know, here on Express Yourself, we're all about, well, expressing yourself. <laughs> and I love that this dance has enabled you to do that. And so, you know, with our whole theme today of the gift of grace, how do you think that relates to the dance uh, Bharatanatyam? Are there any graceful motions or that kind of thing. What kind of goes into it that you would associate with the concept of grace? So I believe that Bharatanatyam, it's like a form of yoga and it's very graceful and the steps are, um, they're really smooth, but sometimes uh, the stories are about demons and the negative influences on people. So it could be grace or it could, you know, be all these other emotions or navarasa like anger, sorrow, laughter, fear, grace. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So, you know, this whole, the whole yoga sort of revolution that's been sweeping the West for a couple of years now, I think this is a great, as a new addition to that thing where, you know, it helps you kind of compose yourself, that whole meditation aspect where you're kind of reflecting on things and you're taking things inward and all that. And then you display with these performances the gracefulness and the elegance like how you were talking about. And so I wanted to ask you then as well, 
Um, so is it possible to, you know, make a career out of this dance? Would you want to be a dance instructor, anything like that? So my future goals, um, I would love to be a dance instructor and I would love to teach and mentor students at my previous dance academy. So um, I learned um, from Nina Logan and I would love to teach her students. Um, And I've actually taught a lot of students in my previous classes. So definitely teaching is an option and I love children and teaching is just, it would be amazing. For sure. And then you can, how you're saying, kind of keep this tradition alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because this is your first time here on Express Yourself, uh, we're hoping to have you back many, many more times. Um, I wanted to kind of give the audience, you know, a, a bigger picture of who you are. So in the intro at the beginning, I was talking about how um, you've actually founded an organization, You and I Give, that helps raise funds for terminally and terminally ill and special needs children. So kind of tell us how this organization came to be and what you're working on with that. So actually, right now I'm mentoring um, this one person. He's a little boy who's autistic and I mentor him every week and I felt the need to showcase love to these people who are being treated um, badly because of the way they were born. And that's why my friend Audrey and I, we founded the um, organization You and I Give, where we raise funds for local hospitals. And I actually am planning to make it a club at my school next year. And I hope we can get a lot of members who would also like to contribute their time. So our current project is to raise $1,000 for terminally ill children at George Mark Children's House. And George Mark Children's House is in San Leandro. And they always accept volunteers and Um, As soon as I turn 16, I'm going to go and help the terminally ill children with playing activities and all these things. But the limit is 16 and right now I'm 15. So a few more months to go (laughs) and then I can finally, you know, help out. And the amount of $1,000 will be used to provide financial support to cover the patient's costs of um, hydrotherapy sessions, bereavement for families, medications and medical devices. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. And I especially loved your work with the autistic kid that you were talking about. You know, there was a kid with autism in my elementary school class for about five years. And something I noticed was that, so he had an aide with him uh, almost all times during the school day. He would have a new one each year, that kind of thing. But he had two working parents. And as soon as the school day ended, um, his parents would be scrambling, trying to find help for him because the aide only work during school hours. And so I love that you're kind of helping support these kids with autism and the terminally ill kids as well, who them and their parents might not, you know, have the resources to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I also wanted to talk to you about the science fair where you actually made an artificial intelligence facial recognition app. So tell us a little about your thought process going into making that app, what drew your interest and that sort of thing. Okay, so I was the team manager of the product, and it was AII, and I developed the app. I used Microsoft API Cognitive Services. So recent tragic shooting incidents in schools have stressed the need for better security in classrooms, and identifying unauthorized people early on in school areas may reduce the possibility of such disastrous incidents. And the goal of my product was to develop a functional proof of concept that watches the classroom area, checks if there are any people in the view, and identifies unfamiliar faces and alarms when an unauthorized person is found. 
So I created AII, um, also known as Artificial Intelligence I, and it's an elegant, simple stranger detector system. So it scans the given view for human faces, analyzes using a cloud-based AI engine, and it compares it with the registered faces and alarms the consumer if any unauthorized faces are found. So basically, the recent tragic shooting incidents, that's what inspired me to create an app. Wow, yeah, and obviously very topical, like how you're saying. And, you know, I think it's a great solution to these sorts of problems because, you know, in my schools, some of the solutions have been to have every student wear IDs, which they're all grumbling about, (laughs) or um, all these other solutions that really aren't as, I guess, elegant and graceful as your (laughs) app. Um, And so... One other question I wanted to ask you is, so you talked, so you said that you had wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so you seem to have a lot of different other passions, whether it's dancing um, in regards to technology and your app and charity. And so I wanted to ask then, are you planning to later on maybe combine these passions with your career as an entrepreneur or anything like that? Definitely, definitely. I do not want to let go of Brett Matthew and helping others. And in fact, my company is kind of um, expressing love to other people. So right now I'm in the process of starting an e-commerce company and it enables people to express their love in a tangible book. So right now I raised $10,000 from families and friends and I iterated on several versions of my business model canvas and I'm getting the software developed. So basically it's like an online book and you get to print it and you can express your feelings on it. And I'm devising a market plan to pull in traffic to my website from social media sites. And I'm also evaluating options for logistics, printing, packaging, shipping. So my company is called Draw My Love and I'm still in the process and I'll let you guys know when it's ready to be launched, which will be in around a few months. Yeah, please do. Um, so I want to thank you so much, Siri, for such an insightful segment. We talked about dance, all your different extracurriculars. Um, very insightful. So we're very excited to welcome you here on to Express Yourself and hope to see you again here very, very soon. Thank you so much, Jovan. Thank you. Of course, yeah. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this segment. Uh, Listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity, which brings you this program. We have lots of fun events coming up, so make sure to check out www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog there. I'm Jovan Hundle. Watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. And in addition, our founder and Express Yourself producer, Cynthia Bryan, has just authored a brand new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. It's now available at cynthiabryan.com slash online hyphen store. And actually 25% of the proceeds from this book will benefit Be the Star You Are and Express Yourself. And make sure to keep listening as we continue our conversation about the gift of grace. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. 
the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Jolyn Hundle, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, which is brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today's show is all about the gift of grace. And in this next segment, we'll be reading a wonderful chapter from Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. And this chapter was authored by Cynthia Chong. Cynthia is a proud daughter and older sister of a pretty awesome family. She likes baking chocolate chip cookies, hiking trails, and mountains in the morning, as well as reading adventure books. She also loves Jesus a lot. And so this is The Gift of Grace by Cynthia Chong. As my head bashfully fell to my toes when friends pinned a compliment on my kindness, they'd slap my shoulder and ascribe my reaction as an act of modesty. All the while, I would mentally calculate the revenue of a corrupt deal that they were wholly unaware of, and one that I habitually purported. In turn for a portion of their hearts and their words, I knowingly received the bittersweet reward of being perceived as good on my end of the bargain. In those moments, I felt like an envoy between those friends and the devil. Sometimes, I felt like the devil itself. I read once that people did not do nice things for the heck of it. People did nice things for nice things in return. It's no surprise, then, to say that shortly thereafter, my view of the world gradually grew dimmer as my droopy eyelids collected dust and rust. I observed relationships around me and wondered at the compensations within them, such as which party the balance tipped towards more favorably, or if energy input equaled energy output. I shifted uncomfortably, uh, shifted uncomfortably nightly due to the hazy paradox of being bad by intentionally doing good. Meanwhile, I failed to notice my escalating detachment from the earth, my ascent into space. After floundering to to grasp at some lifeline that would buoy me towards safe ground and accepting defeat, a revelation struck me while reflecting upon the very gravity of that situation. I was terribly alone. Or so I thought. Up there, stuck between the stars, I found company and solace in a voice. It was a voice laced with wisdom, humility, grace, milk, and honey. It belonged to a shepherd who oversaw the whole earth and his sheep, as well as the personal relationships of his people on the earth. With ease, he'd spin the planet like a plastic globe, 
point, and then recount true stories of love pertaining to their respective locations. From up there, I could see the world with a fresh perspective, for he filled my poor eyes with stars. Instinctively, I inquired what I should do for him in return for this benevolent gesture, and guess what? In response, he broke out into a thunderous roar of laughter. The universe trembled and the stars danced. Why do you laugh? I would plead impressed. Were you like me, wanting to be merely thought upon as good and almighty by your people and sheep? Holding impurity inside the deepest cavities of your heart for these selfish, in selfish intentions? But I knew his heart was whole. It was only mine that needed healing. But not up there. Not yet, at least. I was safely sent back down to the earth on a dream cloud. And I was not bitter or lonely because I knew very well that God was up there and everywhere, watching over all his loved ones. Yes, he'd recounted true instances of love, but he'd also revealed true instances of guilt, hate, sin. However, to my surprise, he viewed these areas of weakness as workshops for perfection. By his, mount by his powerful mercy and bountiful grace, he was giving us all time and chance to mend ourselves and others before allowing us to join him. He knew, more than I, of my rotting heart and its self-serving motives. He picked me up from the dirt and treated my sight and made me anew. He returned me to my family and friends, to whom I instantly showered in truth and in love. He monitored the progress of my healing, still imperfect heart. I did not deserve his grace, and I had nothing to give him in compensation. And guess what? He loved me anyway. And so Cynthia has included a small little exercise here called True Love. To my surprise, he viewed these areas of weakness as workshops for perfection. The familiar verse, Corinthians 13, 4-7, personifies love perfectly. Go and give it a quick read if you want to. At night, spare some time to reflect on your relationships with those around you. Identify those that are sound and distinguish them from those that are relatively less stable. Think of gracious acts you can do for the former to express your appreciation for them in your life. Trust your heart, but refer to the verse if you are unsure of your ideas. Then, consider opening up to those whose bond with you is weak. Forgive them and accept them without condition or reward as you would have liked to be done unto you. Have courage and don't fear being honest in your concerns, for love too often prevails, especially in areas of weakness. Sleep on these thoughts. Carry out these acts of true love at your own pace, so as long as time and chance are offered. And a small little quote here from A Course in Miracles. By grace I live, by grace I am released, by grace I give, by grace I will release. So wow, that was a really thought-provoking and cerebral chapter from Cynthia. Um, some things that immediately jumped out to me was so the premise of it was that people aren't doing nice things for each other just because they are nice. It's because they're expecting to get something in return. And so, you know, this is, it's interesting because there's this psychological paradox in regards to this. So this has definitely been, I guess you could say, proved by psychologists that people do nice things for nice thing in return. However, I've also read different studies where the conclusion is that intrinsic motivation, so when you're motivating yourself through inward means, is actually more effective than extrinsic motivation. So if you're doing something just because there's something within you that's urging that to be done, maybe it's a passion of yours, maybe it's something you're 
just pushing yourself to do because you want to complete something, it's going to be more effective than if you're just going to get something in return from someone else. So it's an interesting little psychological paradox there. Um, and something else I wanted to just talk about was that, you know, the Cynthia Chung, the author of this chapter, obviously is very um, devoted to her faith. But I feel like, you know, the message from this chapter can be taken away whether or not you share the same religious beliefs as Cynthia. So it talks a lot about um, perfecting the re- your relationships with people, making sure that it really is a relationship and not just some one-sided exchange um and so going off of that how you can take i guess the sort of secular or non-religious message away from a very religious text such as this i read recently about how in houston where there's a large atheist population they've actually started to have these sorts of atheist churches springing up And so I thought, you know, this sounds like an oxymoron, but the more I read about it, it was interesting because it was mainly filled with people who were born religious or grew up religious and later decided to spur in religion. So whether or not, obviously, you agree with that decision, it was interesting that they sort of, from a psycho, interesting from a psychological perspective, then that they sort of formed these churches again. It was, it's all devoted to, I guess, the concept of community in that, you know, still going every Sunday to this, I guess, community center, church, whatever you want to call it, where you can interact with other people. It could be a learning environment for young people as well as older people. And so, yeah, again, I just thought this was an interesting little concept that you can relate back to this passage just from taking a non-religious message away from something religious. And so, yeah, what a lovely, thought-provoking and cerebral chapter from Cynthia. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but I encourage the audience to visit www.bethestarur.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are, and make sure to look forward to more upcoming chapters from our new book, Be The Star You Are, you, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. Go to www.bethestarur.org slash events to find out more about upcoming opportunities for spreading positivity as a part of our charity. This has been another segment of Express Yourself Teen Radio. This is Joven Hundle, and make sure to keep listening as we continue our enlightening conversation on the gift of grace. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. 
Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Jovan Hundel, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we're extending a wonderful discussion about the gift of grace. And for this segment, we'll be back with another chapter from the best-selling Be the Star You Are anthology book series. And this chapter is written by our very own amazing Be the Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer, Cynthia Bryant, on the gift of grace and Be the Star You Are. 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And so without further ado, uh, this is The Gift of Grace by Cynthia Bryan. You probably don't spend a lot of time thinking about grace. I don't either. Or at least I haven't since I was a student at Holy Spirit Grammar School. There we talked about it a lot. I was forever trying to figure out if my soul was full of grace, like Mary in the prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace. Actually, I don't think any of us was really sure what grace meant, except that it was definitely the opposite of sin. We knew that in the battle of the angels, Lucifer, the prince of darkness, had fallen from grace. Adults were always saying things like, there, but for the grace of God, go I. Our family always said grace at mealtimes. My sisters and I were called graceful dancers, and my mom was always referred to as a generous and gracious hostess. Uh, But it wasn't until I swam with the dolphins that I truly understood the meaning of grace. One Thanksgiving, my teenage daughter, Heather, and I took a mother-daughter trip to Key West, Florida, and booked a trip with a delightful lady named Captain Sherry on her Wild About Dolphins expedition in the Gulf of Mexico. In the weeks before we arrived, few boats had had any luck contacting dolphins because of hurricanes and storms. But as we left the marina and Sherry's unnamed craft, we felt jubilant with anticipation. A famous artist, Carlos Alleman, had covered the sides of the boat with paintings of the beautiful dolphins. But despite many suggestions, Captain Sherry was still at loss for a name. Immediately, my mind began working. Angels of the sea, I cried. Many authors I had read or interviewed had considered dolphins to have angelic qualities. A variety of music, from opera to rock, was played to attract the bottlenose dolphin. Sherry explained that they enjoy certain sounds and respond to music in a positive way. I called out to these quote-unquote angels, hoping they would appear near our boat. After several hours of music and searching, all we had encountered were flying fish, a shark, two frigate birds, and a turtle. We were getting a bit discouraged. Uh, Then Sherry played a recording that instantly sent tingles up my spine. 
The Calls of Dolphins and Whales, followed by the most spectacular rendition of the song Amazing Grace that I have ever heard. Within seconds, Heather shouted, look, here they are. First one, then two, then three beautiful, magical bottlenose dolphins surfaced and danced to our stern. Somehow, we all knew that Heather, with her sixth sense for the animal kingdom, would be the first to see the dolphins. Their movements were prayer-like, and even the most cynical among us was touched. Words bubbled from the deepest part of my soul. Sherry, I whispered, I know the name the dolphins want for your boats. It's Amazing Grace. Tears came to her eyes. My dog died last month, she told me, and we bought the CD for his final goodbye. As we were spreading his ashes in the ocean, one of the pregnant dolphins gave birth, and we named the little dolphin Tasha after my dog. I just realized, that's Tasha and her mother who are playing with us now, along with Tasha's babysitter. Sherry explained that each dolphin mother and baby were usually accompanied by another female who acted as a babysitter and godmother. Because there were three dolphins, Captain Sherry invited three of us, Heather, myself, and a German tourist, to swim with them. For the first time in my life, I fully understood the definition of grace. Divine love and protection bestowed freely upon mankind. Sanctity, holiness, a gift and virtue from God, to be honored, to find favor with, goodwill, prayer, play, and forgiveness. We were blessed that day. I learned from the dolphins that we are all capable of experiencing amazing grace. Angels are around us every day helping us soar if we just took, take the time to notice them. Soon after, Captain Sherry wrote me that she had decided to name her boat Amazing Grace. And Amazing Grace is also the title of the small exercise that Cynthia has included for us. Take a day off. Go someplace with moving water, if possible. A beach, lake, or even just a stream. If you're in a desert, just use your imagination. Um, write down five things that truly make you happy and five things that have really upset you recently. Now, picture complete peace. Welcome any inner guidance that comes to you. Decide that the waves or the rapids or the d desert winds are taking away your pain and refreshing you with new waves or rapids. Imagine you are the perfect being you were born to be and feel yourself filling with grace. Amazing. And this is a small quote added at the end of this chapter. Every day brings opportunities for grace, if you are open to them. Wow, so I thought it's another fascinating chapter to add to the Be the Sorry You Are anthology collection. And so I really liked this whole concept of filling yourself up with grace. And the chapters seem to posit that, you know, this can happen anywhere at any time as long as we take the time to acknowledge the angels around us. And I really like the whole idea that you can fill yourself up with grace. It may not be something inherent in ourselves, but it may be inherent in our surroundings and everything going on. So if we take the time out of our busy, busy, go, go, go schedules, uh, we might just be able to notice something that can, quote unquote, fill ourselves up with grace. And so, yeah, I really like that concept. Um... And so, this, I feel like this whole chapter, so, you know, it was sort of based off of the premise of religion as well with Lucifer, Battle of the Angels. But I feel like, once again, this is a chapter that's really just universal. So, this message can be taken away, and 
just taken and used in any context because it's really one of self-reflection and improving yourself. And so you're taking a look at everything around you. Uh, you're seeing how that applies to you then. So if you follow the activity where you take a day off, go someplace with especially moving water, and you just reflect on things. So what makes you happy? What upsets you? And then from there, you just use the nature around you. You use everything around you, which all the angels around you, and take that and use it to sort of, I guess, make some sort of discovery about yourself or just kind of to get it out there and into the world. And so, yeah, I think this is a fascinating chapter that really gave us an interesting perspective on grace, you know, not necessarily the one that, like how the definitions talked about earlier in the chapter, you know, giving grace at the table, that sort of thing. Uh, this was another alternate definition of grace that I think was delivered really well. And so, um, listeners, make sure to find more information about our show at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Make sure to follow Be The Star You Are and express yourself as well at www.bethestaryouare.org where you can support our show and find more segments like this. You can also support our different projects, such as our upcoming new book, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, with positive voices in a changing digital world. And one of the great things about this new book is that it celebrates all religions, all beliefs, cultures, people, and just diversity in general. By sharing all of our collective thoughts, since each of the chapters are written by different Express Yourself personalities, our founder, Cynthia Bryan. Uh, by sharing all of our collective thoughts, we all get to get a view into the minds and hearts of others and maybe see how we can improve ourselves from that end. And so make sure, again, to go to bethestarur.org. I'm Jovan Hundle, and during the break, check out our 501c3 literacy and positive message media charity at bethestarur.org, as well as visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com where you can find more information about our show. And when we come back, we'll be returning to our discussion on grief. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Jolyn Hundle on Express Yourself, and in this last segment, we'll be closing out a fantastic hour-long show about Greece. And to round out the hour, I thought I would just use this last segment to discuss the very concept of Greece and apply it to different settings. So, the, I guess the elephant in the room is, what exactly is Greece? So there's the smooth movement, you know, you're going to think of graceful dancers, you're going to think of, yeah, just people, I'm thinking of a pirouette, I'm picturing a pirouette in my mind, uh, ballet and people doing things with gracefulness. You might think of goodwill and politeness, so we're talking about the gracious hostess, we're talking about somebody acting with grace by inviting someone in or allowing them to do something in some specific time. There's also the concept of grace as a religious concept, so divine allotment of talent or blessing. So this is seen most often with the phrase, the grace of God, so by the grace of God, something was able to happen. And so there's a lot of these different definitions of grace that I think are a really interesting concept to explore, because I feel like even though, you know, they might all seem different, it's, it could be anywhere from politeness to religion, but they all seem to stem from the same sort of idea that grace is just, it's, it's just this whole idea of being good to one another or just being good. And so whether it's doing good things in the name of God, whether it's doing good things to each other, it's an interesting little idea that all of these different definitions seem to come from that same starting place. Um, another interesting topic to explore within this then is just tell- giving grace at a table. So, you know, some families before eating dinner might all hold hands together and say grace. And so I guess this, this also follows this um, same concept and idea of grace in that you're, instead of it being by the grace of God, I guess you're sort of doing it by the grace of each other you're giving to God, your thanks, your wishes, that sort of thing. So it's like a reverse grace of God. Um, And so, but there are definitely some other more colloquial connotations of grace that are different from these sort of denotations. So there's the whole idea of grace versus genuineness. So somebody could be genuine But that might not be that they're being graceful, because graceful might carry that connotation of, I guess, sort of hiding something, you know, the graceful facade. And so you might not be, you might be presenting this outward look as this graceful person. I think the graceful hostess is another good symbol that comes to mind here, as this graceful hostess. But you might not be being completely genuine in what you say and what you do. And so it's in this regard that the whole concept of grace kind of shifts away from this whole being good aspect 
And so I guess the connotation here could be very different from the denotation. And I think another interesting area where grace and gracefulness comes into play is just the whole idea of diplomacy. So diplomacy, the whole idea of then resolving conflicts through words and through just peaceful actions instead of, you know, war, I think that's the, I guess that's the epitome of grace. So that you're not going to your swords, you're not going to your guns, you're staying graceful by being diplomatic and talking things over. You know, there's the phrase, cooler heads prevailing or cooler heads winning the day. Um, and so, you know, this whole concept of diplomacy and gracefulness being intertwined, or I guess being synonymous, could come about just from the fact that now more than ever, diplomacy is required. So in previous centuries where you're going to see a lot more warfare, you know, in a time like this where weapons, even though they might not be weapons of mass destruction, the destruction they cause are quite large. Um, it's a century like this where diplomacy is paramount. It's far more important than the waging of war. And I think, yeah, so this century gracefulness has sort of taken on a new meaning in regards to diplomacy. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's been a really great conversation and great hour-long show talking about gracefulness from reading two different chapters in our Be the Star You Are anthology books and introducing a new reporter. It is sadly time to say farewell. We do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America kids crew, especially our awesome voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Uh, you have been listening to Express Yourself, an honor global community where teams talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach service, uh, go to our main site at bethestarur.org. I'm Jovan Hundle, and until next week, remember, be kind, be graceful, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself